Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name's Beth Murray, and if you'd like to hear funny people talk about giving birth, then have I got the podcast for you. Poor Richard, he made the <laughs> schoolboy <laughs> error of standing up to see the baby while I was on the operating table, and I think that's really not recommended. <laughs> you were scarred for life, he was scarred for life. In the latest series of One Torn Every Minute, a whole labour ward of new guests tell me their birth stories in hilarious and graphic detail. Gas and air can suck my... That's One Torn Every Minute. Available now on all good podcast platforms. I suppose you wouldn't do it at all, would you, if you really thought about it? The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. No, I can't, I can't go through with it. Mark's not here. Um, I'm Julia Rayside. The man opposite me is is someone else. It's Joel Morris. Hello. Hello, Joel Morris. From the award-winning Rule of Three, the best culture podcast of last year, according to the Great uh, British Podcast Awards. The Great British Bake of Awards, yes. Thank you. So, was... so if you don't raise the, the tone, I don't know what will. Very cultured. Thank you for coming. I did had no choice. <laughs> we're, we're removing all trace of Mark this week, all of his silly catchphrases and terrible jokes. Hot Speak sauce. To... <laughs> okay, so we're not then. <laughs> Mark, nice to see you. <laughs> so it's a movie week on Strictly. Another casualty, not the right casualty in my opinion, has been wheeled off the dance floor and we're left with 10 couples. But shall we just get back to the top of the show? Yes, let's start from the very beginning. Come on, show, I know this is beneath you, but show some willing for God's sake. It's not, I like Strictly. It's <laughs> I all right. Do. I, do, I do, I promise I do. And also right now it's a national service. It's what we need. You're right about that and it's Remembrance Weekend, so you know, never yeah. more appropriate. Obviously they did a tribute to Vera Lynn. That was just standard. That was going to happen. What's going to happen if there's another war without a Vera Lynn? <laughs> um, well, we can't win. Yeah, obviously that's she it. She was the lucky rabbit's foot. Second short, and last. Yeah. It's the war to end all wars because we don't have a spare Vera Lynn. <laughs> we could just reanimate her. I'm sorry if that's in poor taste, but it might be necessary. All just putting it out there. All the certainties are going. Vera Lynn's gone. Cliff's no longer taking off his top and his annual calendar, apparently. <laughs> Is he not? All the things we rely on to keep this nation steady are going. I don't think I knew he did that. He does an annual calendar. He uses his top off and he basically has said he's not going to do it anymore. And that and no more Vera Lynn. I think I can probably put up with the former, but maybe not not so much the latter. Anyway, that's why we need Strictly even more. <laughs> okay, the opening titles. I really, I still, I, I smile and do a little wee every time I see uh, Caroline in Johannes's arms in the little opening titles gifts of yeah. all the new. So they're not gifts, are they? Little sequences. And she just stretches her leg up above his shoulder. It just, it makes me so happy for women in general. There are little things in those titles. Sometimes when people do a gag and you think you're going to be on there for week after week after week. And sometimes you might be on there for weeks after you've gone and everyone has forgotten yeah. you're in there. 
if you can do a gag and pull it off so it's funny every week. Yeah. Because Bill standing in front of OT. So sweet. Is always really funny. And it is. Goes, to judge. I, uh, people sort of talk about what makes a performer. Knowing what to do in your strictly little yeah. thing at the beginning that won't be boring. And knowing if, charming. If you've got to capture it in a very short space of time and then it will haunt you for the rest of the series. Yeah. Win or lose. It's true. It's a very difficult thing. So they open movie week. Um, obviously, these are all pre-recorded, but they opened it with a stonking Bond number. Well, actually, no, they opened it with a drive-in. They were all at a drive-in in cars. Oh, that's right. And yeah, it yeah, made yeah. me think of all the money that had gone to secret cinema to keep oh, it going. Oh, don't. It's really important the middle-class people with a bit too much money still get to go and dress up as, like, the people from, uh, I don't know, Jurassic Park can or go whatever. And do, like, the, the National FOMO Association can get together <laughs> and annoy their friends. Oh, that's good. I like that. They, they did that and then they cut to a Bond thing, which is, again, you think you remember it Sunday, strictly Bond. These are the things that get the country they together. They know what they're doing. And, and also because it reminds us of the, uh, the uh, Olympics opening ceremony in 2012 with the whole, you know, Daniel Craig and the Queen. Well, actually, there were lots of Bonds, which is the <clears> thing I thought they should have done with the Olympics opening ceremonies. They should have got yeah. all the surviving Bonds together to have a big fight. That or, would have been cool. Or there could have been six or seven odd jobs and then Daniel Craig sure. said, this is too much for one Bond and then Roger Moore would have come on and go, anyone need me? And then Sean Connery could have tottered in. It would have been great. He could, have, he, could have, he could have come on and hit a woman. Not the Queen, obviously. That's just pushing it too far. <laughs> a Scottish would he still... No. Um, but it was really weird because they'd obviously planned this I imagine because they thought that in the middle of November No Time to Die would be out in the cinema. yes yeah, yeah yeah but obviously weirdly it came out in the week that Sean Connery had died so oddly still fitted in which was quite nice it did and it was always going to work anyway they obviously had a shot I'm still trying to work out how on earth they managed this of Gorka coming out of a body of water in tiny blue pants like Daniel Craig did but where did they do that and how did they do that? Like, he looked kind of like he was warm, but he can't have been if they filmed it, like, in November. I don't know. Is this... Because they're filming this all at Elstree, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm wondering if they've got one of those infinity pools there, like they oh. often have. There's, there's certainly one at Pinewood. But with a shoreline. Uh, no, they're really good. Oh. I mean, they're, they're really You've good. seen so, them, haven't you? Yeah, you sort of, if you go and visit there, they've got these amazing infinity pools and things. So maybe they're heated. I don't know. It was very Movie impressive magic. anyway. I mean, either that or they did it in the Thames and he's now got Wiles disease. And um, I really hope not for his sake. Is that how you pronounce it? Wheels, <laughs> what, what, Wiles? What a, what a great way to start the <laughs> Watching a professional dancer get a waterborne infection. Yeah. It happens though, doesn't it? Anyway, so the best thing about this Bond routine, obviously, incontrovertibly, was Johannes as Grace Jones. Yes, that was perfect. Come I on. thought it I thought it was me Karen as, as Halle Berry as Jinx. Yeah, yeah. I thought they might do all of the awkward banter from from uh, <laughs> from the, the really bad Pierce Brosnan one. Uh who die another day, that's what's Spare called. us. This is turning into Smirsh Pod, no offense, but Actually, John, we haven't got time. The, the invisible car was there as well. It was brilliant. <laughs> really good. <laughs> the Emperor's Invisible Car, I think you'll find it is. Uh, anyway, so Johannes' Grace Jones was one of the finest things that's ever happened on Strictly. He just looked fierce and gorgeous and they gave him the eye makeup and her kind of razor sharp it haircut. Was he came down from the sky, oh. like he parachuted off the Eiffel Tower. It was yeah. perfect. And at one point, I think Jeanette was actually up on like one of those, you know, she's doing that ribbon work hanging from the ceiling. I yeah. think that was Jeanette. Absolutely astonishing. So it was a full, a full kind of entertaining circus opening. And then they finished it with the next Bond question mark and it's OT. Yes. Just standing there in this incredible black sort of tailored outfit. Just, ah, oh, As a bit of choreography and, and campery and fun. And the other thing about it is it's a perfect thing for Strictly Come Dancing because it's a circus and it's yeah. fun. There's stunt work. It's there's choreography. There's fight choreography. It makes you realise how much action movies are basically ballet. Yeah. And basically they've got that in common. It's all choreography, yeah. Whenever you go and see a Marvel film or a Bond, you're watching dancing. You're I know. watching people I'm... fighting like dancing. And it works really well. And I think it's a really good 
bring the whole nation together, warm thing. It to does do. work well. And they mentioned it, we'll mention it too. The choreographer for that routine was Jason Gilkerson, and he just clearly is the go to guy for the big group yeah. numbers, the dramatic ones especially. It just he just seems to capture the spirit of the of, of the, the subject so well. Anyway, so the judges all sit down the bomb. That was always, you know, yeah. always a nice thing to see that they had to re-choreograph the, the judges because they couldn't dance with each other. <laughs> so now they just sit in their separate hovering uh, judgment pods and they yeah. sit down on the bomb. <laughs> I think it was good. Everyone was happy. <laughs> oh, no, it was. Did you notice when all the when all the contestants came on and they just da-da-da-da-da, boo, and they were all standing in their couples, but they were just kind of screaming and crying and clapping and cheering. It's like, I wonder why they're so happy. It's like the arts community. Like the, the, left, yeah. the lefties seem to be the lovies appear to be happy for some what reason. What put such a spring in their Something's happened in the world. It was kind of weird to <laughs> it switch. It was lovely. Oh, it was a privilege and a joy, as it always is with, with Strictly, to switch over and lose yourself in this. But for certainly if you've been sitting watching CNN for four days, yeah, yeah, yeah. it did feel like a lovely little break. And then it everyone was. was feeling quite positive. And it felt like you deserved this. And the smiliness, which had been sort of the only ocean of smiliness for a bit yeah the party almost a global of, celebration yeah the party had, sp- had spilled over the Ewoks are all dancing around and there's lots of yub nub going on it felt good it was nice it was absolutely delightful so we opened the show with Nicola and Katia's jive to Grease Lightning obviously it's movie week so it would be very loosely some of them are more movie themed than others I think it's, but, an, um, it's illegal for them not to do Grease they have to do a Grease yeah. um, obviously there are only 11 couples so you know someone was going to no one's on beauty school dropout yet <laughs> no they haven't that's true obviously I don't, for the last two weeks Mark and I have been saying we're desperate for Nicola and Katia to finally break out of this we're buddies aren't we mate punching each other's shoulders thing and do something a bit more romantic a bit more kind of more of a tender dance or a dance maybe where one of them is masculine one of them is feminine like just p- yeah. to play with the fact that they or are both of them are feminine well yeah well, exactly uh, yeah. they seem to be they're, they're both very butch and also doing mechanics this week felt a little bit like putting them in silver boiler suits yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they were sort of in silver bin bags like, kind of, of dressing them like twins which is starting to get on my nerves it's like a watching bit. Jedwood do a routine <laughs> which is not what you really want and it's, sort of, it's got that thing of potential to be a little bit of a boy George on top of the pops yeah. mums and dads watching something which is changing or at least blurring their idea of what gender exactly. could be and you know Johannes being Grace jo- sorry yeah. Johannes I always mispronounce his name but him being Grace Jones case in point they are doing it they're not scared of it so what is going on there's a pantomime dames everyone's he's a proper playing- drag artist everyone's, as was yeah everyone's playing with these things on a very mainstream show and yeah. yet this bit appears to be and I can understand why there's they're timidity playing this, they're playing it very very safe and they're just saying it's okay they're just a couple of tomboys and it's just I'm going to get right. really really fed up with them if they don't <laughs> just let well, for all the talk they've, they've weeks now they've been talking about we could do anything we can play with this we can change the lead all that kind of stuff i would like to see them stop doing the side by side buddy thing now and and start actually dancing as a couple yeah i think it would be a powerful statement to make i think it would also just just normalize it make it make them like every other couple stop making them do yeah. something weird and different that other couples aren't doing because well, they did a very early couple's choice didn't they yeah they did say, last week as you say these dances they're great but they don't really work for if we have two girls mm-hmm. you go no well they would work for two girls mm. and everything they're doing is very i'd call it quiff friendly it is super quiffy yeah, and, and that's just... fine, but not for three weeks in a row. If you, if you <laughs> promise to mix things up a bit, start mixing up. I don't think, just knowing Katia's choreography from, from the past, this doesn't seem like her decision. I don't know yeah. her or whether she gets much autonomy over what the dances are like. Uh, it feels like a timidity from on high that they don't want to, I don't know, have them rumbering together. Yeah. Or, But, you know, there are so many interesting dances, like a waltz would be incredible, Viennese waltz or a... 
a tango or a pa- yeah, just something, something where they have to be passionate or tender with each well, other. Actually, what they do, don't they, be scared. Come on, they're a couple. They dance. They're, they're dressed identically and they dance next to each other. Mm, yeah. And what it feels a little bit like, it's, it's obviously they're often in sync and things. It's very powerful and very energetic. Yeah, it looks great, but I've and, seen it now. And it suits Nicola as well because she's really good at learning choreography as a boxer. She's good with her feet. She knows placement. And it looks yeah. like they're dancing. All the dances they're doing are suiting that. But it means that you watch them next to each other. They're doing sort of the same moves rather than working together. And it means you're comparing her to a professional dancer. Yeah. And it kept reminding me of the generation game. One of those things where you'd put a professional and an amateur next to each other and you'd sort of see them try and keep up. And I think it's a bit unfair on Nicola because she so won't She's mirroring up. a lot of the time. You do, you compare because they look similar. They dress them similarly. The styling is yeah. compare these two. It's, it's it's unfair on her, I think. And the, the public didn't seem to be that on board with her this week. She did end up in the bottom two. Um, the judges marked them six, seven and six. So 19. six is from Craig and Motsi and a seven from Shirley. Yeah, yeah, which seemed a bit... I mean, she, she is really good as well. And I'm, mm. I'm really looking forward to see... I'm hoping she stays in because I think that to lose so this two would be really, really bad. And you can you can really feel the judges, even when they're marking them down, they're very, very behind them because they know this is important. Especially Craig seems to be very, very behind this as a yeah, thing. Yeah, he was a real stickler. He got a few boos, but he did. He, he he said some encouraging things. I think I think they're really fun to watch, but if they just keep doing this routine... Yeah. Well, as a third week in a row, the public wasn't behind them this week as as it was evinced by the they media. Need to change it up. So. They're doing some hard stuff. There, there, there was they some really arm change stuff that was brilliant. Oh, no, no. The, yeah, the armography they were talking about was amazing. The, the dance was not at fault. It's just that the decision to stop them being like every other couple yeah. is going to start to... Well, it's already started to piss me off. You can hear it. I'm quite cross. Anyway, I Write hope, in and say. I will write in and say. I hope them being the bottom two has that effect that it often happens where they bounce straight back out of the bottom yeah. two next week because people realise who they forgot to vote for this they certainly, so as a crossed. as a dancing couple, don't deserve to be in the bottom two. No, they really they don't. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, they have way more skill uh, as a pair than that. Then we had the reminder um, from Claudia, which I thought was quite... It's, it is true. It's happened every series. In week three, Claudia reminded the contestants, don't worry, in week three, the judges go a bit strange. And they always do a bit. And we'll talk about Clara in a minute, but bloody hell, what dance were they watching? But their, their energy levels appear to be a bit low. That they, They'd gone, they yeah. got overexcited. Particularly this year where I think... They've a lot got of overexcited. People, people might have thought, and people involved in it might have thought, oh, we're not doing it this year. Yeah. There was such excitement at the beginning that they were getting away with it. And also they were doing it so well and the nation yeah. was going, oh, right you're back mm. three weeks in they go oh we've got weeks of this <laughs> it's, it's not that many weeks there's only 10 couples left but anyway next were the terms and conditions which John Cleese did into his phone I think sitting on the toilet from what I could tell and he literally phoned them in <laughs> oh, he obviously got divorced this week and made some money but he, he, he did that he did it was like a bad cameo you know that video site that you yeah. get like a celebrity <laughs> say happy birthday grandma from all at number 73 yeah actually the novelty of that has gone I suppose because mm. you can get anybody we know everyone's at home yeah. and yeah. the novelty of getting a celebrity in was always all oh, they turned up but if they haven't turned up the novelty's gone because <clears throat> no. it is like a, a cameo message the other thing he did which is someone who really knows his comedy should know one of the things you must never do as a comedy person is do something about being bored yeah because it looks like you're bored so mm. if the joke is that that something is slow or going on too long you always think that's gonna be really funny but it's always mm. it just sucks the energy out of the room and yeah. he it sounds bitter and sour uh, the one thing we all know john cleese for is 40 towers which went like a machine gun we know him for being fast and yeah. full of energy watching him be slow is especially on an energetic show like Strictly, he just killed the bus. He's not really acing the grumpy old man years, is he, John Cleese? (laughs) Maybe think of someone a bit more upbeat next week. I'll keep saying it, Tom Allen. Get Tom Allen in. Get Tom Allen. Just make Tom Allen do the terms and conditions every week, looking more and more pissed off. He's just odd, but he does it so well. So next up, we have Maisie and Gorka, who did the American Smooth to the song that's not as good as 
uh, let it go from Frozen One. It's into the unknown from Frozen Two. Frozen Two, a good, a good idea to do a Frozen. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't an obvious dance number, was it? That song, it just didn't quite ever. It's one of those songs that never quite takes off. My expectations of songs from the Frozen franchise are too high, clearly, because Let It Go was such a banger. Um, but they do. If you were an early contestant this in this week's show, you got an emotional message and or visit from a family member. If you were after about third or fourth in, you just know more. That's it. You can't have one. <laughs> so like the first two, three or four contestants got lovely emotional. Like, oh, your daughter's here. Your mum's here. Um, the rest of them, like Sodger, you'll just have to wait. They're, they're strange, those little things, because in the normal run of Strictly's, when they do the stunt videos, I'm always impressed when they've go when, when they laid on, like Alan Sugar <laughs> would do, and they've laid on going up Tower Bridge mm, or something, mm. or laid on going to a stock car rally or something. And when they go, <clears> and <throat> your mum's here, you go, oh, come on, make an effort. But weirdly, because everyone's <laughs> now it's isolated, really precious. It's, everyone's going, oh, God, I want to see humans. And they can't it's touch really each good. other. It's just so, oh, it's like the event. It's really got, it's, yeah, it's got a sci-fi dystopia thing. <laughs> It's really like, horrible. It, and, and the people I appear, can't touch her. I might get the lurgy. They're a bit like they're holograms. It's a bit like <laughs> from the other side of yes. the universe. You can see in their eyes going, I wish I could touch it's them. Actually, it's actually quite touching, isn't it? So Maisie's mum showed up just to sort of give her a little boost in training. Socially distanced mum. <laughs> Socially distanced at all times. Um, and it was, it was very, very sweet because clearly Maisie's 19. She lives at home. So she really has yeah. been away from her family. It's been a, obviously been quite tough for her. Although you never know because she's so relentlessly upbeat like a machine she is. But anyway, her dance... <laughs> Um, was, again, just absolutely amazing. And they started to come down really hard on her this week because I think that she's so faultless in so many ways and such a natural dancer that they're now zeroing in on her footwork and talking about the closing of feet and the placement of feet and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, I didn't notice it. I just thought it was magical. Yeah, well, she, it was great and it was lovely. The princess dances are just going to be great. because <clears throat> Yeah, they're, they're if you're good. The fantasy of this... Uh, show is that everyone gets to be sort of you get to be a princess, princess. and her mum was the, and that message after saying no you we're so proud you got to be a princess and it's lovely she gets to be Elsa and things like and they even got her to do the zapping thing which is good effects yeah. on this by the way this week because movie week <laughs> all the effects all the graphics and things I thought were absolutely brilliant the, the CGI Mark, Mark would be like honking into a cup of tea it, yeah they, they did ice castle CGI I ice castle like that was good did you see the Doctor Doolittle ones from last week though oh that was that was different that, the floating in, alligator but I thought this week they, they didn't put a foot wrong for TV CGI no it was effects. impressive that they got really her to good. emit ice from her hands all or whatever. the place that was, was really good. the yeah. camera work required to do that on a live show is absolutely mad yeah, they were doing precision. things all the 3D placement was really good because they can't do all the big set builds and things yeah. they could normally do they were doing some great stuff and actually the and stuff. stuff in the Bond thing where they're, they're fighting on the roof of the train I did think that was quite good as yeah, well I, but it's nice to do this with someone who's a bit less cynical than Mark but I think yeah <laughs> as in, I, I occasionally forgot they couldn't do props and these were CGI this week yeah. which I think I'm agreeing with Mark I thought it was shonky last week and I always hate it when they drop in the Pixar characters and you go oh god don't it's never like Gene Kelly and Anchor's away with Tom and Jerry it's not <laughs> no. amazingly smooth it's always a little bit under rehearsed but these I think all the CGI placement was brilliant this yeah week. it wasn't bad at all um so the dancing the judges uh Motsi loved it was kind of really perhaps even over crazy craig and shirley both zeroed in on the footwork but said you know the arm works incredible the frame's incredible but she needs to now really focus on her feet and getting precise they gave her craig eight um shirley seven and Motsi nine yeah so um yeah the judges were a bit sort of out of sync this week but i thought you know again that you can't really complain about nice high numbers like those. Well, she's got, I mean, she's getting a high score because she deserves a massive high score because she's clearly nearly a professional. And they're criticising her like she's nearly a professional. And she's got a big audience. The, the the soap people always do really well with people at home. And they probably, the mum thing probably helped. I did think while I was watching her mum's probably 23. <laughs> her mum is definitely which younger I found than really, us. really, really depressing. <laughs> Here's my mum. And you go, oh, God, you, I, you're, probably, you're probably like a Nintendo kid. Or don't, don't give away how ancient we are. 
Hello, I'm Justin. And I'm Lucy. And together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions. It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz. We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out. And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on. See if you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet. Mm, but we will. Uh, and there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers, so join us for Plenty, Plenty Questions. Questions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Next up, we have... Caroline and Johannes. Johannes with a J. Johannes, got to keep remembering that. They had a couple's choice. And didn't choose the hokey cokey, which I'm always waiting for them to do. I'm always getting on the pogo. The birdie dance. Um, they didn't choose any of those. Ups, upside your head rowing dance. They chose, because of Caroline's background, uh, they chose musical theatre. Which is cheating. It's film week. Well, I know. But We've had theatre. We're, film. we're past theatre now. Uh, film is the new medium. I'm sensing they're probably not doing musical theatre week, so they're allowed to choose musical yeah. theatre. Theatre, uh, if it's vaguely been recorded on oh, film. I don't know how Caroline Quentin persuaded Johannes to do something about musical theatre. Um, no, I know. Doesn't the kind of guy be into that No, kind of thing, not right? at all. Absolutely not at all. Far too busy dressing as Grace Jones. <laughs> anyway, um, so this is—I basically saw this as her audition for Gypsy when the, yes. the, 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 the times times lap the um, who was the Imelda Staunton, the, the brilliant one that they showed on telly. When when that's been you know in mothballs for a couple of more years, Caroline's a shoe in now. Um, she's really good. I mean, her acting was terrific. Imelda Staunton will regenerate into Caroline Quentin. It'll be she an amazing. She moment. will, she will. When's it time for a male one? That's <laughs> Shut up, the patriarchy. So she got a, an emotional visit from training in training from her daughter. She's like the brilliant frozen girl. I have two delightful children, which always makes you go, I have four children. And how many? And two delightful <laughs> yeah. children. We're not talking about the two awful ones. <laughs> but she she really put on the razzle-dazzle. She, I mean, she clearly is a musical theatre professional, but she gave it absolutely everything. The only thing they really picked her up on was that she's still being quite polite and careful because yeah. she's so determined to get everything right. She's not quite you know, she she start did she start the routine actually being the character and so yeah, playing came, the part. She did a bit of dialogue. They're doing a lot of this where someone can someone comes out and does the thing they can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit strange because there are a few people who can do it. So Bill Bailey can play a musical Obviously. instrument as a little stunt thing, yeah. and the actors can do a bit of dialogue. And you're thinking, but as a sportsman, do you, <laughs> Nicola to go out and just punch someone out, or, something? Yeah. or a chef come on and like, make an omelette quickly. Don't at the want beginning. that. Or, or JJ to throw a grenade. Yeah. Like, I mean, no. <laughs> Destroy an insurgent. Let's, let's not try and let leave reality at the door. We want fantasy. But you know, if if her professional life involves being uh, this this sort of character yeah. then brilliant but she did it brilliantly and the other thing I noticed that she does fantastically which is really hard is she holds the camera the camera likes to look at her anyway because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a performer and she's a star she is but she gets occasionally down the lens she performs straight down the lens and for her to know where the camera is yeah. while she's whirling around 
a lot of the performers, you get the feeling they're performing to the judges or something. Yeah. But she's really good at delivering her character bits straight down the camera. She's a real pro, but she she was brilliant. She Again, she was so lovable and so, clearly so enjoyed herself. Yeah. Um, and just so good at playing a character that I kind of didn't really care about the stuff they were saying. Um, Shirley said she saw a genuine improvement. Um, Moxie said she did, did did her routines lots of power, but to just basically let's go, girlfriend. Like just like let whatever's holding you back. Time yeah. to get rid of it now because you have the ability. Stop being polite. And obviously, Craig, who also hasn't much interest in musical theatre himself. Um, was completely like he knows the story he knows Gypsy probably he mouthed all the words with her uh, but he but he's also saying more verve more earth like give it yourself stop being so cautious so but they the scores were all over the shop for this yes. so I thought technically she was great and uh, so did they as far as they were telling her but they gave her Craig 6 Shirley 7 and Motsi 8 yeah like um, which I thought things. was stingy as Yes. And when you look at some of the marks given to the other contestants, I mean, that was not... I'm trying to think, what did Jamie get this week? I'm just flicking through my notes here. So I know Harvey got really low mark this week as well. But Jamie, who didn't stay in sync with his partner, we'll get to him in a minute, got seven and two eights. She got six, seven and eight. Yeah, I mean, he, that is absolutely mental. Yeah, he got 23 and they got, she got 21. That wasn't a 21 dance, No, it was not. Um, so I don't know what is going on here. I also noticed at the end of Caroline and Johannes's scoring uh, that, that poor old Anton is just sat at the back on a little cabaret table on his own. Oh, hasn't even got like one Anton. of the nice dancers sat with him because obviously they're all, you're either, you're either quarantined with your... <laughs> Someone to look after him. Is any... <laughs> Who's looking after your Anton tonight? Oh, poor Anton. At least give him someone to talk to. He's got to sit there all night on his own just watching everything. It's like torture. Little stuffed Kevin Clifton he could sit with. Yeah, and next up were the uh, eventually ill-fated Jason and Luba. Yeah. Um, who's uh, the American football man. Who I, re- I really feel for, because he's he's lovely. He's immediately and obviously lovely. Such a lovely. lovely man, yeah. And you do wonder what he's going to get out of this. Sometimes with the Americans, they come over here and they do it, and you feel... Are you hoping for a UK career after this? Because I think there's a possibility if you were a singer or an actor. But if you're an American sportsman... Well, I think as he works here, he does... Apparently, it's like late-night American football coverage for the BBC. Right. So he's been based in this country for a long time. I think he's uh, his daughter lives here and they, he's not, not, not with the mum anymore. So I think... I th- this is what I gather anyway. So I think he is based in this country and maybe he's just trying to get more people to know who yeah. he is so it opens up his options for well, presenting great. stuff. I mean, he, basically, he is... The strange thing about him with this is that he was one of those people who... who appeared and you went I'm not really sure what you're going to do and then threw himself into it brilliantly he did completely sells himself magnificently on camera uh, and he's obviously got star quality and is brilliant and dedicated yeah. but this week he didn't do well no and- he didn't and I, I think it was a really so they were doing a Paso Doble to the music from Star Wars and there was a really nice little training montage and again Luba was just coming into us and she was being really funny yeah, and she was saying rehearse well. we must master Jason it was it was hilarious but he wasn't really the Paso is like they're having a row that's the thing yeah. they always say about the Paso isn't it and he was supposed to be attacking it, but he was just sort of smiling. Number one in a passer, you do not smile. He was really happy, like all little, little boys are. To be I mean, he was probably really happy because Wars. he's an American citizen, and, and you also, know, yeah, exactly, <laughs> great exactly. day for those day. guys. Yeah. But he was really happy, and he was he was basically he's in Star Wars. All the it's really funny as well watching, especially movie week comes around, and all the boys in their in their training montage go. I was hoping I'd be Batman. Yeah. I was hoping I was going to be James Bond, and they always made to be a gnome or Homer Simpson. Yeah. He got to be Finn from Star Wars. He's the only one who got to be a hero. But this is my problem. 
They cast, I'm guessing just because of the look of them, if this isn't yeah. a bad thing to say, they clearly cast them as Ray and Finn, yeah. because although he doesn't look anything like John Boyega, they <laughs> yeah. decided that was the nearest thing. It's a good dynamic for the two of them. Fine. But the point is, for a Paso, it obviously should have been Ray and Kylo Ren, yes. who have all this sexy tension, but they hate each other and they're always fighting, That's but they're a- about a minute away from having a full-on shag. Why wouldn't you cast a Paso as those two characters and just, you know, make well, him act it? Maybe- His acting was pretty good. Maybe from the, from the, from the preview thing, where they all got to sit and watch the wrong film the film which their characters <laughs> yes, weren't in there which, in. which Lucasfilm would let them have the first Star Wars film rather than any of the ones yeah. that got Finn and Ray in exactly. I do wonder whether the people who choreographed it and made that montage have seen the, the new films and know what the dynamics are I know because you want Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver having a sexy fight which is yes, what the thing that, that motors the you film you know like them. they do in all the films, the films. Yeah. I don't think they may have seen the films they may have just seen the action figures it didn't feel like they had but anyway so it Star, didn't... by the way also, also Star Wars to do a Paso Doble it's a march yeah. The Star Wars theme is a march. When they've done Star Wars before, they did Kevin Clifton's lovely oh, one that with was the great. lightsabers with uh, Kelly Thingy from EastEnders. Yes, Kelly uh, Wright. Yeah. And it was really, really good. But they did it with the Cantina Band theme doing the Charleston, which is a piece of jazz. So it works and brilliantly. It, it did work fantastically. But most of the Star Wars music is a march. So you're going to be stompy. And it was some hella of the music stompy. choices with this are just, you go, yeah, it's going to take all the sex out of it because marches aren't sexy. That's why fascists have them. Yeah, I know. But it just seems it, it's such an easy thing for the dance pro to tell their celebrity, Passos are angry. You're really smiling. Like it's every season, yeah. there's at least one really smiley person who has to learn how to stop smiling just for the length of the Paso Doble before they break into big smiles again. Didn't seem to have got that memo at all. So he was really smiley throughout. That's um, his character. Mo- yeah, doing- no, it is. But he's also not a bad actor. And all yeah. you had to do was tell him to act a part, and he'd have acted it. But he didn't seem to be given that direction or hadn't taken it. Craig said the smiling killed it for him. He said he was too nice. He said, "I do love you, darling." Craig was still trying to sugar the pill a bit this week, I thought. But you know, he was being critical. He was right. Motsi said the dance didn't really have the intention of a paso um and they gave it really really low marks yeah i mean Motsi did say <laughs> the only thing you can say that, that sometimes when you're you're trying not to be too mean she said you keep coming back every week <laughs> they're locked here he has no choice you come out here you do a dance yes it's contractual <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, he doesn't get any points for coming back every no. week because that's literally what he's meant to do but it was really sweet to watch them desperately because obviously he's really nice and they don't want to hurt him yeah. and he's trying his best but again he wasn't jamie leng bad and no. yet he got a three a four and a five yeah. which just absolutely i mean i know he got the character of the dance wrong but the footwork was fine and you know he wasn't that bad took my breath away with those awful scores yeah 12 um, very very low um, really th- undermarked also just, just on a very sour note i hate to mention it but clearly again british public we're massive racists because jason and nicola are in the bottom two yeah. we don't we don't vote for black people what is the bloody problem with us Plez. yes we vote for some and not others but clearly a bottom two with both you know two of the celebrities of color is a bit of a shameful um result yeah. there um, not great people not great I mean, i'm not judging all of you i mean i include myself in the british public but i you know i vote i think i voted for i voted i was drunk last night because of the trump thing i was very excited i'm surprised you I voted, remember any of this i voted for clara a good few times because i was really worried that she wouldn't get voted for because the judges were so mean to her yes. well, we'll get on to that in a minute Anyway, who is next? Next was JJ and Amy. Now, obviously, JJ is one of the, I've been told, one of the worst people <laughs> on earth. You got, you got Mark's text yeah, message. He, said, he yeah. said, don't forget to say that JJ is one of the worst people on earth. <laughs> that you, you may be happy that Trump's gone, but remember, while JJ is still here, that the world is still wrong. Um, yeah, and they were doing a foxtrot to uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head from Butch Cassidy Butch and the Sun, Sun's Kid. And so JJ got to be Paul Newman. He also got to be Munford and Son, which would have annoyed Mark even more. Oh, he 
was very mum. Actually, he did look like... He's wearing a waistcoat and a silly little hat. He looked like Chris Martin doing fancy dress. It was kind of weird. Um, there is something... I, I, I think I can vaguely understand Mark's discomfort because there's something about JJ that is just a sort of British norm, a sort of British man who basically... He's not bants, he's not unpleasant, but he's just someone who might get on your nerves a bit. He's oh. kind of... In the same way as there's something about Chris Martin that annoys people and you go... But he appears to be lovely. But he's a perfectly nice chap. James Blunt, another army guy. They're kind of good looking. <laughs> he's actually tall, hella funny. <laughs> nice people, clearly. But something about them makes people go, oh, God. And I it's don't know what it is. is it yeah, cla- yeah, yeah. Classic comedy. It's something, people with a slightly military bearing who just mm. get your back up. And I don't well, know what, I, I personally don't really have a big problem with JJ. But oh, come can, on, you do. You hate him. You're okay, a monster. But I'm, I'm prepared to play up for the sake of the podcast. But I, can, I think I can identify it. And it was because he was all mumfooded up. And I went, oh, he came out and he was dressed as the Bradford and Bingley man. And it was quite nice. <laughs> bowler hat and things um, they start, I thought they were going to do the whole thing on a bicycle like in the film because that would be an amazing thing to go look if we can do couples choice we can do dancing on a bicycle yeah that would have uh, been maybe super cool little pyramid like the blue helmets the oh, display team it'd be yeah, nice maybe but, get some uh, extra dancers on but the they, they got off the bike quite early and uh, which is a sign that they have faith in his ability to dance he's a, he's a pretty good dancer he's not a bad dancer at all the only thing I would say talking of his military bearing is that the criticism they'd easily make of other dancers but never him and certainly not Jamie Lang I will go on about this all episode yes. and, and the next episode too um, is that he doesn't really hold himself like a dancer at all by week three he's not starting to get the lines and the tucked in bum and the yeah. and the shaping I don't think of a dancer nobody mentioned it so maybe it was just me but um, they're not really calling him on his shaping very much I don't think yeah he his got a very work hard... was good and he covered the floor and he was very sort of um, what's the word nimble yes but I didn't really get his body looking that comfortable in holes or he's thinking a lot you can see it's but they loved him but you can see it's hard work the weird thing is normally when someone dances like he does which is accurately but it's quite effortful they knock yeah. points off and he got he got a really high score <clears throat> in a way that implied that they hadn't noticed he was a bit stiff and No, he basically thoughty. did what Caroline did, slightly less elegantly and naturally, because she's more of a natural dancer, and got a higher score. So he got three eights. Yeah, tw- 24, which, which puts him up there with the people who are really naturally with good. With the big hitters. And I don't I don't think he has the bearing of, of one of those slightly yeah. better contestants. He's not a top table guy, and they're treating him And he wouldn't like want one. to be judged differently, because he's just a guy who's come on a dancing show. And, and he's, also, you know... He keeps saying, as he said at the beginning, he's got loads of medals already, <laughs> so he doesn't need any more medals. Well, so he's not going to get... Doing the- here? What's he doing here? <laughs> Trying to steal medals off people who need them. You secretly hate him. I do um, but now. Craig, Craig did say, although his timing was out at the end of the dance, timing out. Did they notice that with any other dancers this week? Their timing was completely out. Um, sorry. Uh, but he did say to him, I cannot believe you can dance like that, uh, which is really patronising. Motsi said he used the floor and uh, Shirley admired his footwork. But I think they wildly overmarked him this week. Yeah, maybe. Because it was Remembrance Sunday. I was Sunday. about to say, it's army time. Ugh. When it's not army time, when Virulin is a dim memory yeah. next week. Though. And I say that coming from a military family, okay? I'm not unsympathetic, but my God, oh, <laughs> this week was a, an absolute bust, quite frankly. Next up comes the couple that have to wear the humiliating costume. There's always one every week when they do a themed week. This week it was Harvey and Jeanette. Harvey and Jeanette. Harvey and Jeanette. Uh, who were doing the cha-cha-cha to Don't Go Breaking My Heart from Romeo and Juliet. A very yeah. funny film. Yeah. Lots of people saying, Romeo and Juliet, never heard of it. It's a very funny British animation. Well, it's sort of mostly British money, isn't it? Yes. Um, written by some brilliant people. And um, it's it's a really sweet film. It's a big Elton have... John soundtrack. So they get to do yeah. an Elton John number, which... Actually, with with Movie Week, very often you're dancing to things you can't dance to. And actually, it's quite nice to have something in here, which is a dance number. Exactly. So 
Harvey, obviously, now you kind of expect to be dazzled every week. And, you know, I was, but the judges weren't quite so impressed this week. In fact, they were incredibly tough on him. Yeah. So it's, they're, they're dressed as gnomes for a kickoff. He's like Mr. Cool, and uh, well, in his circle of you He know, was admirers. expecting to be allowed to be Spider-Man or something, and he's got the Swiss physicist's beard and it's a smirk really, hat on. It's, it's like little Jeremy Corbyn outfit. <laughs> I did feel for him. Um, but he's obviously just 100% pro. I mean, I think it, he looks like a ringer half the time. There's no he's, way that guy is just like come off the street. It's really weird because he's he's like an internet sensation. He's the, he's this year's Joe. Yeah. The guy who basically... Except he, he is music, so he's an internet sensation because he's a singer. But we don't know he's not... <laughs> I mean, the, so we're told. Yeah, as, as an adult... <laughs> he's played Wembley! <laughs> I don't know he's not the world's most famous dancer. I have no way of finding this out because it involved looking on the internet. But... For all, I, for all I know, he may be famous for doing ballroom dancing. I don't think he is. <laughs> but they could do that. They could sell me that and I'd just buy it. And I'd go, hasn't he improved a lot since I've never seen him before? He's, he, he is, oddly, I think, for uh, a certain audience, these people who come on and are great, who come off the internet, what this show is, basically, is always is Angela Rippon. It's yeah. always Angela <laughs> yeah. Rippon high-kicking in Morecambe it's, Wise. Which is why Ranveer is That's, such a the revelation. The appeal is always yeah. to watch a newsreader you've seen be very staid, cut loose and i think that for the slight for the for the majority of the audience who don't know who he is who the, the, anyone above a certain age yeah you lose a bit of excitement with some of these internet stars because you go i don't know how stiff they normally are no exactly he could be a fantastic mover he could be brilliant i don't know as far as i know he, he's capable of all this stuff and he's doing ballet leaps and things and, and those twirls. pirouettes they did pick him up and say i think craig said that his what they're not called pirouettes but the, the he was doing swirly some bits. spot turns yeah. some sort of swirly whirly bits they were absolutely breathtaking like i just couldn't believe an untrained human was putting yeah. his body into those positions in, with that speed. I think they were CGI. I think they were not real. <laughs> well, that, he's CGI. I don't think he's real. He's not really there. He's no. the Jar Jar Binks of this whole thing. Him and Maisie, not real contestants. But, you know, they just need someone who can dance. They so. do. And so, but they, they were criticised for not having enough char-char-char in it. Not but, enough content at one point, I think Shirley said. But like, I think we what? don't understand that as punters at home. Because we don't know no, what char-char-char is. Yeah, there's enough of it in there. Well, again, that's criticising the choreography and it's really a shame on a celebrity who slogged their guts out for five days solidly. He doesn't know what a charge is, unless, of course, he's a professional dancer. I don't (laughs) know. Secretly, he's either CGI and or a professional dancer or both. He's not real. Um, Anyway, uh, and Motsi was talking about how his dancing needs to go from head to toe. You know, I I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think he's going to get there. They scored him. Craig scored him in what I thought was a pretty flawless dance, a six. I just wrote under that, no. Yeah. And I don't even particularly have a lot of emotional investment in the younger ones because they're just good and it's like, yeah. ah, fine, so what? But um, but six, absolutely not. That's, in, that's incorrect. He's a top table dancer. <laughs> yeah, he's he ends, amazing. And he's got six, seven. As opposed to a tabletop dancer. <laughs> Yeah. He got six, seven, and eight, uh, twenty-one, which puts him again. It, it puts him far lower down than you'd expect for someone. The scoring who was I suspect is actually shit. a professional dancer in disguise. <laughs> he is, and not much of a disguise either. My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly, novelty key ring, yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.